Hello and welcome to another episode of Fountain City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, a.k.a. Hot Take Mondo, and I'm joined by my friend Reese, a.k.a. the Reese Incarnate, Bach Lesnar. And today we unfortunately have to talk about the Chiefs again and talk about the same problems again. But before we talk about all those things again, we're going to talk about happy things before we talk about the bad things again. Reese, how was Christmas? Merry Christmas. Dude, Merry Christmas to you as well. It was a good Christmas. We had fun. You know, we did Christmas stuff, made cookies and went to church on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. Went and saw the Chiefs over the in-laws. Not as fun. Chiefs lost. Uh, We came back for a couple hours to let Bowie out so he could, you know, stretch his legs and do all this stuff. Then we went back to her parents' place for Christmas dinner and uh, to open gifts. So all things considered, it was a pretty nice and pretty relaxing Christmas. What about you? Heck yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Christmas Eve. We'll back up to Christmas Eve. I went over to my in-laws, saw my brother-in-law, sister-in-law. We don't get to see them very often, so that was nice. Saw my nephews, uh, two two great guys. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Then Christmas Day. Um, Christmas Day, what do we do? Unfortunately, I just watched the Chiefs. It was funny because uh, we had done so much on Christmas Eve that Logan, my wife, was like, you know, t- today... You know, just relax. You can watch watch the football game on Christmas Day. And then after, we'll go over to our parents for dinner. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Thanks. I appreciate it. So, you know, we got some how, you know, we, of course, we did the presents. This is our first uh, Christmas where, like, Theo is cognizant. Theo was, mm-hmm. you know, two months old when we had our first Christmas. Yep. So it was, it was really cute just to see him, you know. Not that he really could appreciate yet that, you know, all the gifts. But he knew, you know, something exciting was happening. So. It was really cute he got this really nice xylophone that he's been playing and he like after he plays it he'll look at us to like see if we applaud him and then he'll do it again and i'm like oh no he's 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 caught the performer gene yeah right it's all over dude it's all over he's just like mama just like that uh dude you should, you should give, him a, so. give him a twitch <laughs> channel and like just have people like give him donations be like baby plays or something like that <laughs> He just sits there and just waits for like I don't even know how Twitch works, but someone gives him five tokens, ching, and yeah. then he goes, "Yay!" Exactly. Th- <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Duke Master Twenty Five for the donation. <laughs> Here's hot cross buns for the fiftieth time. Uh, hey, Logan, we just got a million dollars in one day because Theo just goes, "Ah." Yeah, it's funny. Uh, but no, it was really cute to do all that. So then everything was done, and then I got to sit down and watch the football game. And boy, was that not fun! Terrible. Um, I, I will blame I will blame this loss on me though, Reese. Yeah. Every time that I don't wear my jersey to start the game, we lose. Really? Ooh. Yeah. I forget what the last game we played um, that we lost was. It the Eagles? No. Uh, Who did we lose to after the Eagles? Uh, Packers. Yeah, I think it was it was the Packers game. That's right. I wore a sweater. Logan bought me this like really nice uh, Kansas City Chiefs um, sweater, one of those like athletic fit, fit sweaters. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, I gotta wear it for the game. Yep. But man, I was like, I, I I had a feeling. I was like, you know what? This is gonna be bad luck because last time I did this and did not wear a jersey, we lost. And then it happened again. So Reese, from now on, well, well, I I will take the blame for this loss. Um, go ahead and put a press conference out. This this was on me. This was me wearing the sweater. But from now on, I'm gonna wear my Patrick Mahomes stained barbecue jersey. And if that that doesn't work then I'll, I'll wear i'll wear my tyron matthew jersey oh gosh 
I haven't I haven't taken that out this year, so maybe maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe I need to take out my my white alternative Tyron Matthew jersey. The dhgate.com Tyrone Matthew jersey. <laughs> Matthew-ge. <laughs> Matthew. Yes. <laughs> Uh, oh man so yeah so that was that was my christmas but again a lot of fun um reese because we didn't have a good christmas because of this chiefs game and our fans want to cheer us up how can they put some christmas cheer into our bank account this year you can put some christmas cheer into our bank account anytime by going to patreon.com backslash fcsm We'll get access to outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive miniseries. Michael Jordan Last Dance documentary, Season Zero, Speedy and Angry, it's all there. Go check it out for the price of less than one eggnog latte from Starbucks a month. That's patreon.com backslash FCSM. We're also going to get back to Instagram. Sorry, it's been a dull last few weeks. I've been content creating out my wazoo for work and other things, so it's just the, the fumes are are running low, you know? So, but, uh, new year, new Patreon, check us out at patreon.com backslash, uh, fountain city. No, not patreon.com Instagram of fountain city SM for all those fun memes going on there. New year, new us, and also unrelated new 2k basketball rec team. That's right. Reese has joined my 2k 24 NBA rec league. So I'm really excited. Not only do I get to podcast with Reese, but now Reese and I get to lose by 50 by 60 points nah. against against five-year-olds that are just chucking up shots half court while Reese and I are trying to emulate the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook and just keep redding it every single time. Dude, I hope they're ready for some 90s ball. They'll be like, yo, why is this six foot ten guy only taking mid-range shots or taking shots with the elbow? <laughs> I hate all of this. Yeah, wreck is only three-point shots and like only ridiculous dunk because you can actually buy dunk packages on NBA 2K. Oh my gosh! And like you can spend twenty thousand VC, which is equivalent to like fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! And you can you can spend that much money and just have these ridiculous packages. Meanwhile, Reese is just going to be putting up those mid shots like uh, like Nick Young. Dude, microtransactions have gotten out of control because the fact that like I can't even buy my player like a sweatband or like, you know, earn a sweatband or something. It's like, no, that's going to be 500 VC points. It's like, no, screw you. I need those points to play well, you know, to upgrade yep. by my player. Oh, yeah. You're you're going to be wearing that brown T-shirt and those gray sweatpants for like seven years. Poverty player. <laughs> no, actually, I'll, I'll show you. There's there's actually a place where you can do like a lottery spin and then you'll win items and you can. Yeah, you don't have to pay anything well, for any of that. So uh, did, did you get the Jake from State Farm outfit this last week? I was, oh, I, no, I was going to say, do you know what the most expensive thing to buy on 2K is, is all the State Farm, um, all the State Farm attire, like the State Farm polo shirt is like 15,000 VC and for those that don't play you can buy like a Lakers jersey for like 3,000 VC dude I think I I think I was given the polo and the khakis by oh, Jake really? yeah I think I think it was like a talking event yeah 
Oh no way! I could oh, be wrong, oh, dude. That that's worth a lot of money, dude. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. I I don't know. It's it's weird. It's I don't know. Wait, you you have you've already done a Jake State Farm endorsement. I'm like at the end of my season. I've never seen Jake from State Farm. It wasn't an endorsement. He was just like hanging out, and I'm like, hey, Jake from State Farm. He's like, yo, MP. <laughs> you know. Are you sure we have the same game? Are you sure you're not playing like an an NBA on on NBC 2004? Oh my gosh, I wish, dude. Would Jake from State Farm have even been alive in 2004? No, probably not. Yeah, no. not likely. Not likely. No, but dude, so this is my first 2K I've purchased since 2K15. So, oh man, I've pl- I'm so excited for you. I've played it since then, but so many things are new and scary, like I told you about the fact that like, how long has this game been a giant sandbox like GTA? Um, it's been probably three years since they've done this like virtual world. Dude, it's so funny because they they obviously didn't put too much effort into the graphics and physics of it. So it looks nope. and plays very tanky like, you know, Xbox 360 GTA 5. So I find myself <laughs> running around wanting to like randomly punch pedestrians for taking photos, but they won't let you do that, obviously. But dude, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not it's I'm mashing square. I'm just like punch, 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 punch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know it's it there, there are a lot of like cool Easter eggs in there that I'll I'll show you. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. We'll we'll keep you posted, Patreon fans and fans of FCSM, and we'll uh, we'll tell you how our league does. But I'm assuming we're gonna get a couple L's today. But it'll be good. It'll be worth it. You'll you'll start to know the the meta game, and, and we'll go from there. Can I speaking of meta game? Can I ask you one last question about it? Of course. So for transportation in the sandbox overworld, do you have the choice of just like <laughs> jogging or riding an electric skateboard? Right. Does this game let you fall off the skateboard and get injured? Because if it does, it like what's the point? No. There should be consequences. <laughs> no, no, because the skateboard costs or I don't know how much it costs, but it's like a hundred thousand VC, or you have to reach a certain level of so like within the virtual world, you you have to play enough rec games to then build your like rec street cred and if you reach level 40 of wreck of the wreck games as opposed to career games then you are rewarded a skateboard okay but, but but like that electric thing they give you to start you know what i'm talking about what i didn't dude what game are you playing did they not give i've this- never i've never met jake from state farm and i've never been handed any free perks well, so- did you buy the like 300 dollars version or something so so when you left bumper on on your xbox and you can like choose your yeah. transportation <laughs> methods you know what i'm talking about no i can only walk i don't have any transportation are, methods are you sure have you, okay next time you're playing left okay well, well after this we're gonna play left bumper Pulls pulls what? up your different transportation. It's like it's like a circle comes up, and it's like four quadrants. You have like walk, bike, which has a big X through it, like motorcycle has an X through it, and like the little electric skateboard. I found this out on accident. So then you just go over to the electric skateboard, and that's like twice as fast as jogging. All right, Reese. Well, I think I think you and I have some stuff to figure out when it comes to 2K because for those of you that don't know, there there is a current gen and there's a new and there's a new gen of 2K because they like to make it confusing and like for people to uh, <laughs> to buy different versions of it. <laughs> this because Reese is talking about all these things. I've like I've been playing this game for six months. Reese has been playing for one day, and I've never heard of half the things he said today. So we'll figure that out. We'll let you know next podcast. Um, 
<laughs> just like we are trying to figure out our video game time, the Chiefs are trying to figure out what's happening in Chiefs land at Arrowhead. Um, oh boy, Reese, it's sorry, it's so hard to transition from what we just talked about to this, but I'm sure we'll we'll get back into the the deep dark depression that is the Kansas City Chiefs right now. The Chiefs lose to the Las Vegas Raiders 20 to 14. The Chiefs fall to nine and six, have no chance of getting the bye, and will have to be in the wild card game. Hopefully, we can survive until then. And the Raiders are seven and eight. If this if the Raiders win out, <laughs> Reese, you know if, if the Raiders win out and the Chiefs lose out. The Raiders win the division. <laughs> like that's scary. Um, let's t- I, let's just let's just talk about the game race. You go first, and we'll just bounce back and forth. And if you don't know what we're going to talk about in this podcast, go back to last week, the week before, the week prior, the w- three weeks. It's all going to be the same stuff. I believe it was coincidentally just a few weeks ago against these same Oakland Raiders, where I said. Hot take, I'm not convinced the Chiefs are making the playoffs. And everyone in the group chat flamed me That's for it. Right. They said, shut up, Reese, you're making the playoffs. This is mishma. No. You know what the big deal is? At that point in time, I was watching an offense that had been towing the line all season and seemed to finally be on a steady decline that was apexing in that Raiders game. So I said, with this offense playing the way it is, it's going to be difficult to claw our way to 10 or 11 wins that we're going to need to win to make it to the playoffs. And lo and behold, what happened? If Denver didn't lose their game this week, Denver be what? Tied with us? One game behind us in the standings or something like that? Yeah. Denver's closed the gap. Now we have some cockamamie situation where if the Raiders win out and we lose out, which in my opinion right now is very possible, we could lose the division. And without the division, I don't think we're getting a wild card spot. So, Armando, do you think we're making the playoffs? I mean, we better. Yeah, I did. It's not an answer. What, what, <laughs> yes, I still believe that we can win. I think this situation of the Raiders losing or winning out and us losing out um, would be extremely shocking because, again, I I am a bit of an optimist, and the way that we've been losing have, one, been all our fault, and two, very close games still, right? All the games, the Bills, the Eagles, this game, um, the Packers, they've all been one-score games, right? There haven't been any blowouts or nothing that really um, is telling me that this season is over. And I'm not as positive as as the Chiefs this whole week that have been saying, if we clean up these mistakes, we can beat anybody, is what Patrick Mahomes has been saying. I'm not going to go that far, Reese, but I will say that we should be able to beat Jake Browning with a mediocre offense. We should be able to beat Easton Stick or whatever his name is, Easton Stick. We should be able to beat him with a mediocre offense as well. Um, and I don't know if that's me being super optimistic, but I think I think that is reasonable to say. So I say that we still win the AFC West, um, but with a plethora of problems. Do I think that we win the first playoff game and we can get right into right now or we can wait do i think we win a game against the browns who are stomping the elite defense of the new york jets right now i don't think so um and that's something that we talked about a month ago i think even we we had talked about after maybe the packers loss i had said do we win a game against the browns and we both chuckled 
Look, look now, man. So yeah, uh, Reese was was correct when we shamed Reese. I was also shaming Reese. I was like, there's no way, bro. Um, so I do take that back because now it's a possibility. But anyway, I still think we win the AFC West and we're in big, big trouble for the wild card week. I think it's less likely we win a game. Well, how do I want to put this? I think we still make the playoffs but I think what happens is we lose out, but Oakland slash Denver do not win out. I don't think either of them are going to win two games, but I think we're going to lose two games very easily. I think we're going we're gonna to go to Cincinnati this week where you already hear, like for Jamar Chase, this is super personal because everybody asked him, I guess. Just shocker, nobody asked him. Speaking of which, like that guy, dude, he loves to hear the sound of his own voice, doesn't he? Yeah, and and he's coming off of injury and like not having the best year. I mean, he's not, he's definitely not in the realms of Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. Well, Devontae Adams, maybe not, but not in elite company this year as he normally is. He's just mad he's wide receiver three on his own team this year because he is a S-C-R-U-B scrub. Give me give me some give me some t higgins next year man i will like trade everybody trade all our picks just just give us t higgins yeah dude no if, if i were brett veach i would call cincinnati and be like yo put put a can, can i have your wide receivers on the phone yeah what's it gonna take to get your wide receiver one like oh dude jamar's not for sale we go no t higgins what's it gonna take to get your wide receiver one <laughs> No, no, no. Hayden Hurst. What do you think I was Hayden talking Hurst. about? Hayden <laughs> Hurst. Yeah. We're looking to upgrade our tight end position. No. To the point. To the point. Dude, this, this game might honestly be the worst offensive showing I've ever seen in all my years of watching the NFL. Wow. I, wait, wait, wait. All your years of watching the Kansas City Chiefs or all your years of watching any any NFL game ever? All my years of watching the NFL, I have never seen an offense that is failing at literally every aspect of the game. And I do I joked and said this too, but I mean it. We need to talk about the fact that if Patrick Mahomes wasn't on this team, this is probably like a three or four win team this season right now. Agreed. This Agreed, is no no contention. It's like can you can you point to me one thing in this offense that is working? The wide receivers that we don't even need to get into. The tight ends, Travis Kelsey's either hurt, lost a step, or distracted, or all three, which I think is very possible. The offensive line has seemingly fallen apart this year, albeit it was not helped with the start with that witch hunt on Juwan Taylor, and that set off a domino effect, in my opinion. But I don't know, Isaiah Pacheco's banged up and he's not being that effective. Patrick Mahomes has got nobody to throw to and he's afraid of things. I mean, it it coming out of the gate in this Raiders game, about three plays in, I'm just like, we're not winning this. They, they, they looked disjointed coming out of the gate at home, running their scripted plays. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, so the offensive line in trouble, absolutely. Um, Patrick Mahomes gets sacked four times. And and I, I'm also going to put a little bit of the blame on Pat, actually, Reese. Like, yes, I agree with you that Patrick Mahomes, without him, this is an abysmal team. Um, even with our, you know, elite defense or at least now top 10 defense. But Reese, I, I went back and watched some film, particularly that, um, that first quarter and I feel like Pat just 
because he doesn't trust anybody, he's going back to old Pat. And old Pat is immediate rollout, not staying in the pocket and trying to make something happen. And what we're seeing also from this last game that I was looking at some film is that Pat's not looking around the field. Pat, like he has one person in mind and Pat's got his QB vision like here. Pat's got pencil QB vision now because he doesn't trust anybody. So there were like three or four occasions where Travis Kelsey's wide open, Rasheed Rice wide open. And Pat's not making the play. Pat is holding the ball for seven, six seconds. And it's not necessarily that Max Crosby is on his ass. It's just he rolled out and he's I feel like Pat is so jaded with this offense and with his wide receivers that this game was the screw it. This is my team. I'm going to make it happen. And because of that, this was very similar to the Cincinnati Bengals game that we lost in the AFC Championship a couple of years ago, where it was Pat like, screw it, Tyreek and I are going to figure it out. And when you don't trust anybody, that's when things go awry. And this was the first time that that I saw it, Reese. Pat didn't trust anybody, tried to do it on his own, and had this pencil QB vision from Madden 2007. I will say it. Definitely looked to me like we had no identity on offense. Like every play had no direction, no drive. It was snap the ball, get open, which obviously no one was getting open. But it's just, you know, what, what kind of offense are we running? It's not a play action offense. I guess it's supposed to be the West Coast. I don't Coast know what offense. we're running. Or, yeah, or this, like, yeah, play action, but also, you know, run pass option. It was supposed to be that recent and that and that's what makes me so upset. And I've talked to you about this privately via tax is like I'm seeing all these other teams using our offense and the NFL saying that these teams are geniuses, right? The Eagles, the 49ers, the Lions, the Bengals, even with Jake Browning. Um, who else did we just see? There was a recent team, but we're seeing these like very complicated screen plays that are the fundamentals of certain offenses that, and that was Patrick Mahomes. Like that, that was our offense for a time. And it seems like there was a counter to it. And then, and then Andy Reid said, well, Pat, you're going to have to stay in the pocket. We're going to have to shy away from this screen game, from this run pass option that we've loved so much. And we're going to have to try something else. But I'm, I keep looking and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. But everyone is saying that these other teams that did what we did two years ago, that they are on the cusp of like of modernity, right? And it's like, wait, wait a minute. Why can't we do that this year? Reese, why can't we go back to old Chiefs? offense so i'm glad you asked this question because i was having a conversation with friend of the podcast andrew kelly shout out friend of the podcast andrew and he was what up andrew he was explaining to me how back in the day andy reed on the eagles would sometimes get caught skimping on the wide receiver room talent wise and the reason why that's such a big deal is that he runs a very traditional west coast offense using something called a dagger concept, which the dagger concept is with your outside receivers, you have one run a shallow route and one go deep. The whole point of that is to kind of confuse the safeties, particularly when you're playing too high and they're not being sure to who to go after. Now here's the problem. Who have our vertical wide receivers been on the outside this year? You got MVS lining up on one side and Kadarius Tony or not Kadarius Tony sky Moore on the other side of that rip. MVS has regressed so hard this year that nobody's afraid of MVS. 
We've seen it before. You give MVS an open ball, he's going to drop it. So they're like, we'll take our chances with MVS. So then on your shallow guy, who is it? Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Someone who should have been left in the MAC or picked up as an undrafted free agent, dude. We have no talent on either side of those positions. So if that dagger concept is one of the fundamentals of our offense and we can't enact it, what are we going to do? You even saw it, if you go back to Philadelphia, that Andy Reid's offense bottomed out. They went out and got Terrell Owens for that season. Didn't work so well. So to get the the juices flowing again, that's around the time that they got Deshaun Jackson. So you got one guy on the outside that can threaten you deep. You had Jeremy Macklin that could threaten you shallow. Suddenly that offense was humming again with old man Michael Vick and Kevin Cobb at the helm. That's what we're missing. Hmm. Yes, if we could only have a Deshaun Jackson or uh, <laughs> or a Jeremy a Jeremy Macklin at this point, yeah, Reese, I, you know, I it it frustrates me because I'm seeing time and time again these offenses that are not very good, like the Raiders. Um, you know, um, Aiden O'Connell zero passes quarter two, three and four, terrible, and we see an offense that poor i i don't know if we've ever seen i don't actually i i don't have the stat in front of me but that i believe that was the first time in nfl history that a quarterback did not make a completion and still won the game uh, not making a completion two three and four and reese having patrick mahomes travis kelsey and an emerging star of rasheed rice who the only person that has more yak yards than then Rashi right now is Tyree Kill to have them on the other side and lose that game, Reese. It I I can't be more frustrated with this offense. And unfortunately, we've known this since week one, as I keep saying every single week. Um, and I just don't know when the alarm is going to ring. You know, Travis Kelsey, you know, yelled expletives on his podcast this week was was is that the tipping point i don't know does does that mean that we're going to be better because now travis kelsey's upset like reese the the red flag has been waved many many times the red flag is torn i don't even have the flag in my hand anymore because i have carpal tunnel well the reason this offense worked last year with juju smith schuster as he said is that juju was at least a moderate vertical passing threat he was still more of like a big slot type of guy but he was at least some semblance of vertical passing threat. Isaiah Pacheco was thrown in his wrinkle halfway through the season. And overall, players were playing better. MVS was playing better last year. You know, we had McCole Hardman. He was playing better. I mean, we haven't seen him in weeks. But all these receivers have taken a massive step back. And can I read some read some stats to you just to back this of up? Of course. I'm, I mean, I don't want to hear them, but yeah, I guess. <laughs> so this year... Receivers have dropped 7.5% of passes this season, which was 8% going into this game. So again, addition by subtraction, taking Gadarius, Tony, and Skymore out of there took us to only 7.5% drop passes on the season. Wow. No other group is above 5% for dropped passes on the season. The Chiefs last year were actually 5% of drops, which isn't good, but again... They were able to make up for it with receivers playing better. Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey. Kelsey being better. Far fewer turnovers. I'll get the turnovers in a minute. But here's some more stats on this. Oh, no. No group 
has been worse at catching passes in a single season over the past decade by at least a full percentage point. If we look farther with balls that travel 20 yards or more down the field, wide receivers are dropping 12.5% of those passes. This is statistically... And for those that watch the Chiefs, you know that those aren't one-on-one jump balls. Those are like, like Pat has you open. <laughs> like Pat knows you're running the right route and he has you open and you're dropping those balls. Jeez. In the bread basket. So a lot of these that I've been referencing the past decade, the past decade, this is empirically and statistically the worst wide receiver room the NFL has seen since the 0-16 Browns. That's wow. that's how bad this I can't, is. I can't name you a single person on that Browns team. I, I couldn't either. It's like, I don't Callaway. know, who's the, the quarterback who... Was Nick Chubb on that team, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Maybe baby, baby, <laughs> baby Nick. I'll say that. So Mahomes currently ranks 22nd out of 29 qualifying QBs in QBR for throws to a wide receiver, which is just below Desmond Ritter, mind you. Oh, God. Now, here's the thing. He is still third in QBR on throws to tight ends or running backs. So this, again, is empirically a a wide receiver only problem. Wow. Yeah, I don't I I, I don't know what to say, Reese. This is this is just it's terrible. And um, I don't know if you saw that uh, that um, Marcus Valdez Scantley was on had 60 percent of snaps. And he had he had the most percentage of snaps out of anyone um, during the Raiders game, and he had zero targets. Like, come on, what what are we doing, Andy Reid? What are we doing, Matt Nagy? Like, it's great that we got Richie James involved today, and it's great that you know Rasheed Rice twelve targets for Rasheed Rice. I love that. Um, but again, you can't you can't have MVS on the field sixty percent of the time, and then not even use him. Right? He's not a decoy. Trust me. Like like reset. <laughs> if he's going vertical down the field, no one is afraid of him. So having him on the field, it's like okay, great. We know where he's not. You know, we don't care about MVS here. Um, Reese, this is everything is in shambles right now. I think the the blame the blame starts with Andy. You know, just just like Andy will, would say, I've said that Matt Nagy is the problem. You know, for quite some time, particularly about about, about discipline, but also play calling, and also you know, and then lastly, Reese, like I said already, Patrick Mahomes just thinking he can do it on his own. Forget it. I don't trust anybody. Fifty three yards on the ground, two hundred and thirty five in the air. Didn't matter. Lost to the Raiders. Lost to the Raiders. Two turn two turnovers in six seconds, maybe, Reese. Was it think, two defensive touchdowns in six seconds or something like that? I think it was two and seven because I think the night before, like the Thursday night game had two and eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's, Unbelievable, Reese. And, and, and I don't see any glimmer of hope unless. Yeah, I actually don't see a glimmer of hope unless Travis Kelsey figures it out. I think if Travis Kelsey gets more involved in the offense, then I think there's hope. But I think you know the 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 script is out on Kelsey Reese. I don't I don't know if we're gonna see an open Travis Kelsey like we used to sixty percent of the time. It's gonna be ten percent of the time. Gonna be a big play here and there like we saw the Raiders, but. Uh, I don't know if a big play here and there by Travis Kelsey is going to win a Super Bowl. The script on Kelsey is easy. The script is you gamble and let any of the Chiefs wide receivers try and beat you. They just focus all your energy on Kelsey. 
But even then, it's frustrating because I was watching Kurt Warner break down some footage of the Chiefs passing plays against the Raiders. And dude, even Kelsey's running sloppy routes. He said as much on New Heights multiple times through the season. I'm like, oh, he's just, you know, being a leader and taking the blame. No, there were several times where it's just like, there was one pass in particular. Remember, there's like Mahomes way overthrows Kelsey on his backside. It's because in mm-hmm. years past, like Kelsey knows to like cut and sit in this Come route. Back, yeah. And instead he's like, running a really sloppy, loose curl route. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you doing that differently than all the other times you've ever run this kind of route? It's just, dude, there's no accountability. It's all chaos. I'm not saying I, I can't wait for the season to be over. It's like, I, I would love to win the AFC West and then just, you know, get knocked out of the playoffs quick or win the Super Bowl. No in between. Yeah, Reese, I'm, I'm holding out on... <sighs> Not that we clean up all the mistakes. I think you and I, you and I just said, well, you just gave us stats that this is the worst wide receiver room in NFL history. I'm hopeful that we can be a below average wide receiver room this year. Yeah. I'm hopeful that we can be a, you know, for the next couple of weeks and maybe the wild card game, that we can be a 17th ranked wide receiver room. I think that's in the cards. And if that's in the cards, Reese. I think we can win a couple of games. I think we might be able to make it into the Super Bowl. I have no hopes of winning the Super Bowl. I haven't. Well, actually, maybe we don't make it into the Super Bowl because if we play the Ravens, there's no way we're winning. No way. No shot. Because, Reese, we were talking about it before the podcast that how how is this team winning? Like, maybe their offense isn't spectacular, but that is a disciplined AF team. That is a team that's not going to make mistakes, and that's a team that's not shooting themselves in the foot. They're doing very basic things. And and who are we seeing shooting themselves? Us. And look at the Eagles as well. Like the Eagles aren't playing that well this year. Um, not as bad as we are, but it all comes down to these mistakes, Reese. And if if we can't cover but that that's the point of hope. Sorry, let me let me finish this on a on a positive note. If we can eliminate some mistakes and become the seventeenth best offense in the NFL, I think we can make it. I think the team that played the Dolphins and the team that played the Eagles for the majority of those two games can beat anybody in the NFL. It won't be pretty. It won't be sexy. They won't blow them out. But paired with the defense we have, that team and that offense can play with and beat anyone with a puncher's chance. The team we've seen for by and large for the last eight games, the same team that is averaging only 18 points per game, and hasn't scored over 21 more than once or twice. The team that's given away 15 giveaways to five takeaways, that team has no chance and might not even make the playoffs. Reese, before we get into the beer review, I'm going to name playoff teams, and you're going to tell me whether we can beat them or not. Hit me. I mean, yeah, hit me. Let's go. Ravens. If it's the Miami Eagles team, yes. If it's this current team, no. We're just going to call the way we're currently playing. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Ravens, no. No. Nope. Not how we're playing. Dolphins. No. Dolphins Dolphins rematch. Blow our doors off. The Joe Flacco Cleveland Browns. We'd get stomped by the Joe Flacco Cleveland Browns. The Josh Allen and, and whatever his name is, Cook Buffalo Bills. They're weird. Uh, up until if you would have asked me before the game this past week, I would actually say my bill, the bills are my favorite to win the AFC. 
Uh, but as it is right now, no, they'd still beat us. They got more talent than we do. The Trevor Lawrence Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, we could be the Jaguars right now. That's where the buck stops, and then we have the Gardner Minshew Colts. Yeah. And the seed. No? Dude, Ooh. Colts are already a weird voodoo team against us. Last thing we need is our team playing like crap against them. <laughs> okay, so basically what you're saying, and I think I would agree with you, is one, two, three, four. We're about the sixth best team right now in the AFC. Oh, and even that sounds too generous in my opinion. I don't think we're playing like the sixth best team. Well, because well, because then there's a big drop off after after the Jags. It's the Colts, it's the Texans, it's the Bengals and the Raiders. Dude, we just got beat by Aiden O'Connell not throwing a pass for like three quarters. We are so bad. The other team doesn't have to play and we lose like that's Seriously, what it comes literally, down to literally they just handed it off to Zamir White. Who no one had heard about until Christmas Day. And Zamir White, honestly, he had a fine day for himself. But, like, he finished with 145 yards. I think over 60 of those came on those two plays in the last drive. So, it's not like he was gashing yeah. us for six yards a game. Like, a carry every play. We, That's fair. If we didn't hand them those two points, it would have been, at worst, 14-6. to six. Defense allowed six points. Yeah. Pathetic. Yeah, it's... It's wild, Reese. It's wild. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, and boy, it's not fun to talk about on the podcast, but that's why we're here. We're here to give you the the deets. Reese gives you the juicy stats. We're telling you we're maybe the sixth best team in the ASC right now, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I definitely need a beer now, Reese, not only because I'm not sure we can play 2K tonight, but uh, because <laughs> because this Chiefs team is not good, Reese. So let, let me grab a beer. Let's talk about some beer, and then we will talk about the Chiefs-Bengals preview for New Year's Eve. Stay tuned. It's everyone's favorite time of the podcast. It's This Week in Craft Beer, segment of the show where one of us reviews a craft beer for your listening pleasure. So this week, Armando is going to be back on the microphone with a delicious beer that he has procured from somewhere that I'm not sure where yet. Oh, his, his screen froze and he told me to, to hold on. All right, Reese. Today I'm going to be reviewing Truve, I think is how you say it. Truve Brewing from, uh, from Denver. They have a great beer called Tunnel of Trees. It's an IPA. All right. Sweet. An IPA. Does it say West Coast or Hazy or whatever kind of IPA? It doesn't. I'm just going to assume that it is West Coast, though. It's has, um, here's the malt, or here's the hops for you. Magnum. Oh, actually, we don't know. Magnum, Citra, Centennial, and Chinook. Ooh, okay. That's Magnum. actually a little old schooly. What's Magnum hop? Um, you know, I've seen that one around pretty recently in a few different beers, but I don't know enough about the hop to tell you about it. Just that I'm seeing it with those usual suspects like Strata and mm. Citra and Galaxy and Mosaic and all that. That should be cool. So, yeah, Chinook and Centennial but, keeping it keeping it um, old school, so it's probably West Coast. We'll find out. Dude, all right. Well, while I'm out of cracks that open, I will let you know how you review beers on this oh, podcast. So... We have several different categories on a scale of 1 to 10. We have 1 being terrible, 10 being beervana. And uh, those will be appearance, aroma, flavor, and mouthfeel. 
So Armando, why don't we start with appearance? Number one, one to ten. Describe that beer right, for us. We have a very clear IPA. So yes, this is definitely West Coast. Um, super crispy, great head. Um, you can see all the carb just running up. I actually haven't seen this much carb in an IPA in quite some time. So um, love the color. Very translucent. It almost looks like a lager, which is pretty cool. Great head, great carb, great color, great translucency. 9.7. I was going to say I would punish that beer just by looking at it through my webcam. I'm just going to chug it. I'm not going to do any more reviews just because I feel so sad about the Kansas City Chiefs and and our our killed 2K career. So, wonderful. Category number two, then, is going to be aroma. So, I'm going to be really curious on what this guy smells like because I'm going to guess that's pretty dank and that's pretty crispy. Yeah, not actually, not very um, dank-like. Um a lot of the citra I smell similar to a hazy IPA. So again, not doesn't smell like a pine tree, doesn't smell dank. It actually smells pretty sweet, smells like orange rind, smells like a little bit of that vanilla. Mm. Nah, I mean, I guess on the second smell, I smell a little bit of the dankness. But a lot more sweet than I, than I do um, piney or something that you would get as a normal characteristic of a West Coast. Um, not to say that it's bad. I think it, it smells pretty good, actually. So, about a ne- I don't know. Let's do an 8.6. It, it, it would have been nice to have some of that tree smell. Nah, I believe it. Yeah, I get some of that piney resinous. I mean, it's called Tunnel. It's called Tunnel of Trees. And it's bl- like, look at that green. What kind of trees are they? Whoa. <laughs> I have no idea. Whoa. That is kind of creepy trees creepy trees that's what it called. yeah i mean yeah it looks like yeah and and this is a staple to, again i don't know how to properly pronounce it i think it's truve t-r-v-e mm. um truve dave truve but this is a feature of them all of their beers kind of have this creepy holographic look Dude, to them sweet all right well that beer's about to do 100 damage to your thirst like a holographic charizard because it's time for the flavor category armando give it a sip and tell me how it tastes all right, I'm going to take a nice chug right now just in honor of the Kansas City oh. Chiefs. And yeah, so and then I'm going to do a sip. Again, this is this is just in honor of just the chaotic Kansas City Chiefs season. All right, that cleared the palate. Now let's cool. do this. It actually tastes really, it really? good though. Yeah, this is solid. I mean, it looks crispy. It looks it looks like the color of that Stone Cold Steve Austin IPA I had recently. What was that brewery that you? El that Segundo. One? El Segundo, that's right. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I paid a lot for this. It's like a four pack. The four pack was like 18, oh, yeah. 19 bucks. So this is one of those like premier, um, one of those premier niche breweries that you know. They only give their cans to like three or four liquor stores out here in Fort Collins. So I was excited to try it. And this is, yeah, this is great. The one thing that stands out a lot is that I get like a Pilsner malt from, um, I know it's an IPA, but the Pilsner malt or some sort of malt in here, actually it, it's on the can. It's really featured. It's called Troubadour, Troubadour Truth. Yeah, Troubadour Truth malt. Don't know what that is, but definitely reminds me of a lot of Pilsner malt. Very crispy. I'm assuming that's why we're getting a lot of carb. Um, But then juxtapose that with this very sweet taste, but also kind of dank 
I am starting to get the pine at least on the okay. On the there tongue, we go. But man, what a what a cool feature you, on this idea. Love it. That's what I like to hear. Good. So what what, mm. what grade did you give it again? I haven't given it a grade because I just want to have one more sip. And for um, not really having a descriptor, but you know when something, especially an IPA or something of high alcohol, tastes like alcohol. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know what other descriptor to use, um, but now I'm starting to get that feature, which is nice. This is a cool beer, man. How about about a 9.3? All right, you got 9.7 and a 9.3. So so would you say, is, is it kind of more that like West Coast, like double IPA sort of thing? Um, no. How how similar does it taste to like the calling? Calling? No, calling is is more uh, more alcoholic or tastes more alcoholic. And this is combination. We can. This actually segues good into. We still do mouthfeel, right? Yeah. This will segue into mouthfeel um, because mouthfeel is it's very light. Where the calling, I still get like a heaviness to the calling and you can tell that it's a double mm-hmm. IPA. This is definitely just a straight up like West Coast single IPA. Okay. Um, but it's great. Incredibly crispy again with that Pilsner malt. You do get this light balance to it. Um, really actually not a lot of heaviness at all. There is no, it's just very crispy. Um, like you said, you can, you by the looks of it, you thought you can kill it. You can absolutely kill this beer. Um, really great balance. I'm I'm enjoying it. Nine point five. Oh my goodness! The third nine plus rating on this podcast. So then, for Stonk's drinkability quotient, Armando, our freestyle category, we get to talk about whatever, however you want about that beer. Floor's yours. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean to start out with, we got a great can art. Like Reese said, it's like some sleepy hollow ooga booga crap going on over here. It's a super dark can with this holographic green and some some spooky trees tunnel of trees in this like gothic font um i've never been to true actually i think it's true brewing i think the v is some sort of um gaelic or you know there oh, has yeah. to be some sort of language that has a v but it's a u so i think mm-hmm. it's true brewing as i look at it yeah um just really unique and also a brewery that i've always wanted to go to haven't gone to now i get the can and i love it and i want to go to denver to try this this brewery um the beer tastes great it's the perfect beer for crushing but also it's it's seven percent so it's gonna get you a little messed up and i kind of want to get a little messed up right now reese because this this chiefs team is just in shambles so this this was the perfect beer at the perfect time 9.7 9.7 everything's messed up right now the beer your feelings the kansas city chiefs our 2K experience, we're gonna, <laughs> but at least one of That's those things. The most we can saddening out. thing you're gonna, we're gonna spend five hours making your new build to only to only like go 0 and 20 tonight and oh, wreck. Nonsense. We're gonna get them. We're gonna get them. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, this is a great beer. Again, True Brewing from Denver, Colorado. The beer is Tunnel of Trees. If you can access it, try. This is solid. All right. Well, this has been another This Week in Craft Beer. Unfortunately, we got one more of This Week in Kansas City Chiefs to talk about as we prepare to take on our arch rivals, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Stay tuned.
are back from beer review again check out true brewing in denver tunnel of trees ipa wonderful i can't wait to finish this beer i might have another one tonight too depending on if reese and i are gonna stay up and make this 2k build we'll see um but you know what we don't want to stay up doing is talking about this chiefs anymore so why don't we just put a cap in it reese um reese it is new year's eve weekend we are going to play the cincinnati Bengals featuring jake browning i don't even know if he's going to play actually because he didn't play so well the week prior i'm sure he's going to get the start um but reese with all the troubles that we've had particularly losing to the aiden o'connell raiders um how what's your panic meter on this game coming into this weekend new year's eve Let's just say I'm so thankful Joe Burrow isn't playing in this game. Agreed. Not because I'm like, he's going to carve us up, but because like this is about as free of a win as you can give that team as possible. And the narrative would once again be like, so how much better of a quarterback is Joe Burrow than Patrick Mahomes, considering they're playing on completely equal playing fields with the exact same amount of talent around <laughs> around them you know, whatsoever? <laughs> You know, it's that's what I'm yeah. getting. I mean, Jake Jake Browning's been spinning the football, dude, ever since he's been playing. And I, again, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, I think the play that sums up Cincinnati's receiver room in a nutshell was what was it last week or the week before, where that Vikings player had an easy lame duck thrown up in the corner of the end zone, and out of nowhere, I think it was Boyd wide receiver three yep. mosses him from behind lands and then like space jam arms it over his head and over the pylon <laughs> meanwhile mahomes is thrown to dudes hitting him right in the bread basket and they're like volleyball Tra- travis it up to a kelsey defender. on the first play against the raiders oh. in a scripted play drops the ball juxtapose that talk talk about drama jacozo dude i mean and that's what i'm getting at here it's like patrick can't get anything to go for him because these guys are hitting in the red basket, you know. Like I said, I, honest question on that Noah Gray one: Did you did you uh, was you, were you of the opinion that that was deflected? No, no. I think I think he just dropped it, and he's and, dropped it, and you can see it in Pat's face too. Like I think that was the most animated I've ever seen, Pat. Dude, I felt bad because I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to like pile on Noah. Maybe maybe the ball was defended, but like someone posted that clip again on the Chiefs subreddit, and I watched it. I'm like. Oh, no, that did just go right through his hands. Right through his hands, touchdown, we would win the game. Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. So, anyway, uh, I don't think Bengals will make the playoffs, but I think they still can. Yep, still So, I, ex- I expect to hear all, you know, 20,000 Cincinnati fans chanting who day, who day, and having this be their Super Bowl for the year, you know, and coming out and really trying to make a statement win here. But, you know, please, again, get him as far away from getting Marvin Harrison Jr. as a T. Higgins replacement as possible. Please. <laughs> no, there's there's no shot in hell that they would be able to get Marvin Harrison, and that would be very scary. You're right. Um, yeah, Reese, I, I, I hope that we win this game minus the Steelers game. They've had very impressive wins against, you know, the Vikings that have a really good defense that is now becoming this, like, you know, everyone is looking at what are the Vikings doing on defense? How can we emulate uh, what Brian Flores is doing so for for jake brown to beat them 
to beat the Colts who are in the playoff contention to beat the Jags who are also in, you know, will be in the playoffs. Um, he's had some impressive wins and that's scary, right? Because he knows the Zach Taylor offense and the Zach Taylor offense is something that I wish, I wish we had a 10th of the Zach Taylor offense, Reese, the way that they play this, you know, the screen game, the way that they get the yak, the way they get these one-on-one balls, the way that they run the ball. It's just, it's such a balanced offense. Again, I've always like crapped on Joe Burrow saying he can't throw the long ball. Um, he doesn't have to, right? Like, like this, this offense is just so beautiful and you can see it with Jake Browning. Um, so I'm scared about his Zach Taylor offense. Um, that they can put up at least 14, if not 21, on the Chiefs, even with the Chiefs playing well. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we win this game. Hopefully this Travis Kelsey cursed, you know, um, in the Heights podcast rant is what is happening in the locker room. I hope everyone is pissed. I hope Matt Nagy's yelling. I hope Pat's yelling. I hope Travis is yelling. I hope even Andy. I mean, look at Andy giving Travis Kelsey a shove, you know, on the sideline. And, and it wasn't one of those like, oh, come on, Travis. It was, I mean, that was a heavy shove that he gave to yeah. Travis. And I hope that anger is staying, you know, I know on the surface when they're talking to the media they go you know we're going to figure out these things they're staying calm cool collected i hope there's a fire in their ass reese i hope all of them you know are just holding each other accountable you know and really really going at it in the locker room and really going at it in practice and if that happens we win this game pretty easy i think how about I say, Reese, I think, you know what, Reese, New Year's Eve, New Year, New Me, New Chiefs, the the Chiefs win 35 to 14. This oh is my the turn, gosh. This is the turnaround game. Hot Take Mondo, this is the turnaround game, and next week you and I are talking about Ravens, Chiefs, and the AFC Championship and how we can beat the Ravens. Book it. Book it. Dude, I would say, I would honestly almost say it's more likely that the defense wheels fall off this week just to complete, like, the Comedia. Um, and then the Bengals beat us 35-14. You know, like, I, I could really see that happening. Yeah, I know, me too. Uh, but, gosh dang it. Uh, Chiefs lose another heartbreaker in Cincinnati. Uh, last second field goal. It's it's not in Cincinnati, by the way. It's in Arrowhead. It's in Arrowhead? Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can probably get cheap tickets for it. Oh, why did I think it was in Cincinnati this year? Okay. Um, I'm still going to take... All things considered, I keep it the same. I think we lose on a last-second field goal from that little nerd kicker who like thinks <laughs> he's all that. Yeah, McFosin. And uh, <laughs> I, I think he kicks a game winner and beats us like 23-20. Yeah, I mean... I, uh, what's what's unfortunate about this team, Reese, and, and we can leave it on this, is that even though Patrick Mahomes is trying to stay positive, he's right. We clean up a couple mistakes. I think we can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's, and that's what sucks. And that's what's so frustrating is that we suck. And this is, Reese, you're right. This is the worst wide receiving core in NFL history. But we clean up two mistakes. Two mistakes a game, and we win the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll come back to these numbers that I mentioned. In the last eight games, 15 giveaways, five takeaways. Total on the year, 26 giveaways, 16 takeaways. It's just like, I mean, I mean, like you said, if we clean those up, 
are we nine and what are we nine and seven right now? It's like, or are we probably closer to like 11 or 12 wins at this point? If we just clean up some of these turnovers, we don't, we don't have to go one for one, but it's like off the top of my head, lions game turnover. We win. Uh, Oh geez. What other games we have crucial turnovers? Yeah. The Denver no, yeah. game where we gave them like five turnovers. We probably win that one too. There's two wins right there. Eagles you know? only lost by four. And, Packers and if you, only lost by one touchdown. And do Bills you want to call the lost by three? You can call the MVS drop against the Eagles a turnover as well. You know because that essentially was turnover. You know what? Yeah, that's that's my last shred of hope I'm holding on to for for this year. If the Chiefs like win the turnover margin over these next two games, I'll believe we can make the playoffs. If we continue to win the turnover margin or at least play 500 on the turnovers, I believe we can make it to the AFC Championship game again. Reese, if if we win the Super Bowl, do you think Brett Veach still cleans house wide receiver room? He doesn't clean house. But he's more aggressive in finding either Kelsey's heir or a true wide receiver one for next year. But I think Embry probably keeps his job. Nagy probably keeps his job. There's there's hot seats. Maybe. But, yeah. We, we, we lose by 20 to the Bills in the wild card. What happens? Uh, we get some people fired. They, they get back on the plane. And and that is the range of outcomes for the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, is it scary to be a fan. But hey, look, we're we're happy to be alive. We're happy to, you know, still have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in NFL history, on our side. So that's always a great Christmas present. But man, it also makes this podcast fun. It makes it fiery. Every week we're gonna have something great for you. Next week we're gonna have something great. Happy holidays, and we won't see you until after New Year. So happy new year. I hope this this new year is gonna be great for you not only in the sports world but in your life we, we we love our fans and we hope you have a wonderful 2024 we'll see you in the next year and of course we're going to have some hot takes we're going to have some great things for you next week which is going to be next year so stay tuned and as always go chiefs to thank you for joining us today on fountain city sports media this podcast is brought to you by listener support so consider becoming a friend of the podcast check out our patreon page at patreon.com backslash fcsm to gain access to premium content including outtakes bonus episodes and exclusive beer reviews Check out our website at FountainCitySportsMedia.com for more info on the podcast, social media, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media.